This is Grow With The Bros, hosted by Ryan and Ken Parsons, founders of the Brothers That Just Do Gutters. Welcome to another episode of Bro Brainstorm. We've made every mistake in the book so you don't have to. Our time to evolve as business owners is now. Let's grow together. All right. On today's episode, we will be talking with the lovely women uh, of the brothers that just do gutters, the wives behind the gutter. So today we have Jesse Olang, Kara Hebert, and Rebecca Bowles. So which one of you guys would love to uh, start us off, kind of give us an intro, you know, what franchise you're part of, an intro to uh, you and your, your husband, how long you've been a franchise, and, and how long you've known us. I'm Rebecca. I, we are in the Lynchburg, Virginia territory. Um, we have been in business 10 years, right? 10 yep. years. This spring, it was 10 years. And um, I have been so fortunate to know Ryan and Kenny my entire life. I am their little sister. What? Uh, lucky me. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Perfect intro. Uh, Jesse, would you like to go next since Kara um, volunteered you? Yes, I love to. So I'm Jesse or uh, Lehigh Valley, Pennsylvania branch. Uh, my husband's Jimmy, and we've been a franchisee for about five years. Actually, we just celebrated five years in May. And uh, I've known Ryan and Ken for about 10, I guess. Jimmy and I got married almost 10 years ago, so I probably met you either just before or just after we got married, I'm not sure which, but somewhere around there, 10 years. Wow, awesome, great. And now, Kara, you are up. All right, I'm Kara Hebert. We're in the Northwest San Antonio, Texas area franchise. Um, Nathan Hebert is my husband. And let's see, we've been a franchisee owner for about 16 months. And we've known Ken and Ryan for, what, 18 months? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, yeah, that's us. Awesome. So we're going to just hop right in and talk a little bit about the, uh, the decision-making process um, when you pulled the trigger to, to hop on to the, to the franchise. And uh, so who wants to actually, Karison, you know, we're already talking to you. Can you kind of walk us through the decision-making process? How you first maybe, um, you know, when you first heard about it and you signed on, what was, what was running through your head? What was the process? Well, the process itself was not very difficult because systems are what you guys are so good at. Um, and you had a system in place, so it made it pretty easy as far as the support and the contact we had with your broker at the time, franchise broker. Um, anyways, it was, it was really good. The things, the things going through my head as the wife, well, <clears throat> mainly just lots and lots of questions. Um, first of all, being who are these guys? And <laughs> I need to see them face to face. We got to get a feel for these guys, <laughs> which was, which was lots of fun meeting you guys at the, that restaurant. What was the name of the restaurant again? The Millhouse Brewery. Yes. Yes. I love that place actually. Anyways. Um, <laughs> and also what, 
I wanted to know a needed bit. One of my big questions, I'm kind of the, I think the right word is CFO <laughs> because I'm always thinking money and we've got to know, I want to know how much all this is going to cost us <laughs> and getting the money up front. I knew it was going to be money up front. And that's always in any kind of investment or any business venture we embark on. It's always how much do we need up front? How are we going to get it? And um, so that was kind of a lot of the main things in my head. Who are these guys? Are they trustworthy? Do they have integrity? And um, can we afford to do this? My husband's a little bit crazy with the whole, he, he's a big risk taker, big visionary guy. And I'm just sitting there. I'm always shaking my head. <laughs> I'm like, I love it. wait, slow down, slow down. So uh, yeah, he plays it like it's it's like a, it's a game with funny money. It's just monopoly, you know. It's just money. We're gonna put houses and buy boardwalks. Who cares? Oh, no, <laughs> I love it. That's well, what about he... you? Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm done. <laughs> um, or Jesse or Rebecca, what was kind of running through your head uh, during this? Uh, you know, when it seemed like it was going to be something that you guys were going to be doing. Yeah, what was running through my head? I mean, literally the scariest thing we've ever done, you know, because I think we come from a different um, background where Kara and Nathan were already running a business and already knew all the, you know, the, the ins and outs of like the ups and downs of running a business. For us, it was like, we're, we have no business background, no knowledge of how to run a business. Jimmy's a gutter installer and I'm a uh, you know, a teacher, but an, an unemployed teacher and a, and a stay at home mom. And it was like, it was just terrifying. <laughs> it was just terrifying. <laughs> but I was very much like Kara, like so many questions, so many questions. I think the first time we sat down with you guys, I had like just sheets of questions of all the things I needed to ask. And I need to understand. I'm, I'm just, that's just part of my nature. I ask a lot of questions. I was that kid in class. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry because it makes me who I am. And that's how I get myself to a place where I can wrap my head around something. I got to understand all the intricacies of it. And so, yeah, I mean, it was, just, it was scary, but um, we were excited and like, I'm ready to jump in. And we got a lot of great answers and we knew we were going to have awesome mentors. So what were some of your fears? Just, falling on our faces. I mean, you read the, you read the, the statistics on, I mean, they're, they're scarier than marriage statistics. It's like, it's like, you're probably going to fail in the first three years. Like, and if you don't, you are like an extreme minority and that's terrifying. But at the same time, you know, I don't, I don't think anything that Jimmy touches could ever fail uh, because he's just like, He's just not going to let it. He's not going to let it, which is part of actually what um, so at, at times actually ended up holding us back. We need to learn to take better advice from you guys because we just like we're running with our hair on fire. Like we just got to do this. We got to do it. You know, and then uh, sometimes we needed to learn, to, you know, to, to take a step back and, and do some learning and hire some people. But, you know, it's a growing process. That's awesome. Hey, Beck, what about you? Anything uh, with the process, what was running through your head, some fears? Um, honestly, when we first started, I think the difference is I wasn't fearful at all. Um, we had just gotten married, and Jeremiah had just gotten decided college baseball wasn't it. And I think because I 
trust you guys and I, I can be a visionary also. And so seeing your vision and where you started from, I saw from the very beginning and then where you were even 10 years ago is nowhere where you are now, but to see the progress that you made in those, I guess, 10 years, right? Yeah. Prior to that, um, I was like, yeah, let's do this. Like this, this makes sense, you know, like what better thing to do is to go into business with my family. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and then, uh, Rebecca, so did you plan in, in the beginning, did you plan to have an active part in the business? I know, you know, some of you guys did, but Rebecca, did you plan on having an active role? Um, I think I always knew I'd have some sort of a role, but not necessarily. I really wanted to quit my pharmaceutical job and be a stay-at-home mom. So that was like my biggest thing. I didn't necessarily want to be super involved in the, you know, in the beginning, I just really wanted to not be working. Um, so that wasn't necessarily my intention, but I knew that there would come a time at some point that I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, I'll step in where I need to, or maybe when they get a little bit older and I'm able to, you know, so I knew I would always have something. I'm just as invested. Um, I just didn't know exactly what my part would be. Yeah. And I know Karen, Jesse, you did plan on being involved um, in the, in the beginning. What did you, you know, and I know we're going to get a little bit deeper in a couple minutes on some of these questions, but you know, same question, uh, Kara, Jesse, did you plan on being an active part and what, 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 to what extent? Go ahead, Kara. Well, um, like I said, Nathan's this big visionary person. I consider myself the brains though. <laughs> I, I feel like I've um, the different boxes. There's family, there's the bed and breakfast, there's the gutter bit. So there's so many different boxes, and I have to look into each one and know exactly where everything is in each of those boxes. And I got to know it for myself and also for everybody else. So um, I, I tend to look, I look ahead at scenarios. I'm always trying to look at it from like every angle, I'm kind of like Jesse. I need to understand it from every angle, every aspect. I ask lots of questions. Um, I kind of play the devil's advocate a little bit with Nathan to make sure we're um, with each one. Where it it looks good on paper. We've been in businesses where it looks good on paper, and then it doesn't pan out the way you know you can make all the plans you want, and doesn't always work. But um, yes, definitely plan. Oh, I, I knew what my role was going to be because it's what it's always been. <laughs> uh, and I'm the one that I, I see. So whenever I look ahead, if I'm looking at the future, all the mind work, the emotional work um, that's going to be needed to really make this all happen. And so, and for it to get done right, as we, everyone saying be where it's supposed to be. So, I was definitely, um, I knew I was going to have to be an active role. Otherwise, it wasn't really going to happen. It just, yeah. So. That's great. One thing I would add to that, too, is that what's interesting, when you look at Entrepreneur Magazine, it says that the statistics are that 90% of franchises uh, are successful. 90%. Mm -hmm. And people 
that go out on their own to start their own businesses on their own, 15% uh, of those are successful. Uh, so that's a big gap uh, as far as success rate when it comes to going out your, on your own. And uh, I think there's, there's definitely certainly a lot of reasons for that that we're probably covering this podcast. Yeah. So let's, let's go in. Did somebody want to add something? Yeah, sorry. I was going to say that's a really great point because that's one of the things I've been thinking about a lot as I've been preparing for this podcast is that we really didn't, we didn't intend to be franchisees, right? That's not what we set out to do. We weren't looking for a franchise. We were looking to potentially start our own business and it made sense to come in under you guys. And so we had never really gotten our heads around what it meant to be franchisees or what was so awesome about that or looked at those stats separately from just being a small business owner. We just knew that we trusted you guys and that's how we prefer to go about it. But it's like now that we've got so many, and we were the, the first, I mean, obviously there were branches, we had, you know, Jeremiah and Jonathan to look at, but the first one's actually like signing on as an official franchisee. And now when I look around and I see everybody else and all the support and all the excitement and the brotherhood that's been created and just all the amazing things that come along with being a franchisee, it's like, man, that, yeah, I get too passionate. I get too excited about it. All right. So Jesse, uh, what exactly is your role in the business? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. It, it keeps changing and it's actually, it's the opposite of what I thought it would be. When we first signed on, I thought... I was supporting Jimmy in this business adventure, you know, and I business venture. That's right. Yeah. So I just thought I'm going to support in any way that I can. Um, I want to see us be successful, but my main focus was raising our kids. And I just, for me personally, I just, I couldn't fathom the idea of, of someone else being the most influential person in my children's life in their most formative years. That's just my own personal conviction. And so I knew, okay, I can kind of be home and help with the business and that would be awesome. And what ended up actually happening was, so I was doing back office type work the first year and that was actually harder because I needed like quiet time at the office to be able to make phone calls. And so now I'm getting a sitter and, and, and paying for a babysitter and feeling like I'm doing, um, doing work that is like gratifying. You feel like you've accomplished things at the end of the day, but it's not where it didn't feel like leadership. Um, and eventually I started to get more and more excited about the leadership aspect. So we hired a back office admin, I was able to free up my brain and I stepped more into like production coordinator type stuff. And now we've handed that off. And so more and more, my role is becoming, I guess, sort of like a, like a general manager. I'm running most of the meetings now, things like that. But it really, I don't know. <laughs> it's so dumb. But a lot of people at some point, they come onto the team, whether they're installers or sales reps or whatever. And at some point they start calling me boss lady. I don't know how it just catches on. So that's usually we joke and we say I'm the boss lady and that's my title. Yeah. So yeah. It's well, just I remember that. I remember um, you coming on as the back office admin and there was a lot of struggle there um, in the sense of the time. It was the things that you wanted to get done or needed to be done. And I know that there was a uh, tension, you know, with you and Jimmy and, you know, some of the things that you guys wanted to both see and the, the kids taking the priority. But what was really cool from, you know, where Ken and I are is to see that as soon as you hired that role, that you became like 
like the best version of yourself, your talents for kind of, you know, from hovering at like 30,000 feet and seeing the entire business, that was absolutely incredible. Um, where you could see it, you saw the whole game and you're like, oh, we got to swoop in here. Or, nope, we got to put a couple more thousand dollars on for next week. Like to see you kind of get out of like the everyday tasks and into the bigger thinking is where I really think that you really started to um, blossom as like a, a leader, a mentor, an owner, like in your talents. I think um, it was a neat perspective to have because a lot of times when you're in the beginning stages of a business and you're sort of the owner operator, things get missed. It's, it's really easy to get stuck in the day to day and not be able to think, think beyond that. And two heads are better than one. And that's, that's the case for Jimmy and I. It's, it's not that Jimmy can't do that thinking. It's that he couldn't because he was still wearing other hats in the business. And it was awesome that like I could sort of, like you said, like hover over top and, and see out a little bit further. And even though Jimmy's more of the visionary one, it's like, but it's that, that whole perspective thing. If you can sit up a little higher, you can, can get a different perspective. And then, uh, you know, being able to jump in with like leadership training and, um, you know, I think I'm sort of a cheerleader wherever I go in life. So I'm like, you know, the cheerleader, when I step into a meeting, like, you know, it's going to be like rah, rah, let's do this kind of thing. So, uh, that's sort of become my role. I don't know what you call that. Yeah. That's what it is. No, and I remember you actually wrote the whole boss lady role for us. Cause you know, um, you're not the only, uh, wife that finds yourself in this position. And, uh, that was awesome. You know, so really cool and how you're you're taking that um that role and really helping the business along uh, I'm, I'm really curious you have a background in teaching so you're a teacher at heart um how has that helped you and, and where do you think that you kind of apply that in the business right I, I think i was thinking about this a lot and in some ways so teaching is, is, is so hard. It's such a hard profession and for so many reasons that we cannot get into. But um, I think one of the things that I, I was one of those people that felt called to be a teacher, not just like, oh, this would be a cool job. I get my summers off. You know, I truly wanted to be able to um, invest in young people and I have a gifting in, in teaching, training, that kind of thing. So coaching. Um, but all the things that I desperately wanted to instill in my students and I was secondary, I, I loved high school level. Um, I get to do that now and so into our team members. And that's really exciting because that's something I never considered in my life. I never thought that I could use my gift as a leader, teacher, trainer type, that kind of gifting in a business setting. I just, I didn't even have that kind of vision or foresight when, even when we were starting up. So it's really cool. So really, um, <laughs> this is terrible. But the other thing that's really awesome about owning a business is that, you know, if you've got a bad apple in the bunch, you get rid of them. <laughs> you can't do that in a classroom. You know, you can't be like, excuse me, I'm going to invite you to be successful in another classroom. It doesn't work that way. Like you've got to find a way to manage that kid where in the business, it's like you have that conversation. You're giving people opportunities. You're giving them training. You're giving them opportunities. You're but at some point, you can make that decision that you don't fit our team. And that's awesome. Oh, that's hilarious. You're molding a team. And so um, the 
specifically the Brothers Gutters business model was so right up my alley without me even fully realizing it. I knew I loved it because I watched Jimmy grow within the New York division and watched him climb the ladder and read books and, and really grow himself as a person. And so that part of the thing, that part of the business model was exciting to me, but because I can't, I'm not teaching our people hard skills. I'm not teaching them how to hang a gutter or climb a ladder or, you know, but so many of the soft skills and the life skills, like interacting with people and growing in leadership, those are the kind of things that I get so excited about. And we've seen, and I know you guys have seen this as well. You see huge transformation in people that come in and become part of the team. And whether it was always there and they're just letting us see it or you're bringing it out of them or they just never had the opportunity before, but to see people grow, uh, to see someone come on as, as an installer and barely say two words to anybody and now is our production manager uh, and is just like, it's just a different person in our eyes. And, and we're seeing the same thing with our, our back office manager who's growing into the role of general manager. To see growth in people is just so, so exciting. If you were to put your finger on that growth that you see in people, the difference, what's, what is that difference maker that you see in, 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 this, in this company or the culture that has been created? What, what do you think that it, uh, attributes to that? It's opportunity. It's opportunity. So you, you, you give people that room for growth and either they're going to show you it or they're not going to show, show it to you, which means either they're, they're fine for that role, but probably someone who's not showing you that they want to grow or are not going to last very long with you. We've had sales reps that we loved that were wonderful people that fit the culture in terms of integrity and attitude, but didn't have any desire to see things grow or do go the extra mile. And they're not with us anymore. And likewise with, with back office. And, and so that doesn't mean that that person wasn't excellent at what they do. They just weren't necessarily the right fit for us because we need people who are excited to grow. And so if we don't grow and we don't give them that opportunity, then we're probably not attracting that person, first of all. But secondly, we don't get to see that exciting transformation. So we wow. are, Amanda, our back office admin, just hired what we're calling sort of an assistant for her. But really, she's hiring what is essentially going to be her replacement at some point. And we've seen her blossom in the last month or so when she can free her brain up. And uh, we're seeing really what she can do just because we're letting her do it. Wow. You, I remember in particular, you had a lot of people telling you absolute, absolutely don't buy a franchise. Um, you had a lot of negative um, input going into doing this. Could you kind of maybe just expound upon that a little bit and how what people were saying and how you, and what you did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these people had the best of intentions and there's still people that are in our lives and we love them dearly, but uh, there was two sides to the coin. So one was the fact that it was a new franchise and there was no guarantees or uh, you know, we're going to pay these royalties for what, you know, and I'm just, we're just paying into these guys retirement plan. And as soon as they make enough money, they're out of here. And then you lose all your support and, all that kind of stuff, which is that person was not wrong. It's they were wrong, but they weren't wrong in their intention or what they thought could potentially happen. Um, and you know, then you actually had to think about it and it's good to think about things. Like I said, I'm a question asker, so it's not wrong to, to listen to the naysayers 
and think through some of those things and make sure that you're fully understanding what you're getting into. Uh, then the other side of that coin was another person in our life who is in business and who does support for franchisees. And he's like, franchisees are miserable. It's going to be horrible. They're, they're micro They hate it. Da, da, da. And, you know, and he true, I mean, with, <laughs> with veracity, like really, truly tried to talk us out of it. And, um, he, he always says he, he, he regrets doing that because he sees our success now. But again, he was coming from a certain perspective and we were coming from a different one because of knowing you guys and because of knowing your character. And that's really why we felt like we can take this plunge because we want to start a gutter business. We don't want to have to learn all the things that you guys have already learned on our, why, why, why reinvent the wheel when we can replicate what someone else has done and then make it our own. Ryan, you have the best analogy on this. Like you take all the ingredients and for the recipe to bake the cake, but then you get to make it how you want to make it, what shape and size and height and icing, and you make it with your own flavor. Um, and so it's still wholly ours but we don't have to, we didn't have to figure it all out. We didn't have to figure out all the technology and the systems and all that. Like it's already in place. That's awesome. Thanks so much. That's great. Kara, are you ready? Explain your role within the business. I'm more of a uh, more behind the scenes supportive role. I'm not as much, this is really and truly um, Nathan's vision. He he run, I'm not called to run any meetings. <laughs> Matter of fact, I have um, had to be really careful about setting some really healthy boundaries because I do have so much else I have to manage and take care of. Um, I found Nathan would have, he, he wanted to count on me more than I really wanted was, I, I, I couldn't, I didn't have enough space in my brain or emotional energy. I, I tend, I give, I give, I give, but I found that I have to, um, I have to protect yeah. there and not lose it all. So anyways, I had to have some, I'm, I'm more of that supportive role. And, um, I, I really just, if I see him, him, you know, dealing with people, managing people can be very discouraging. And so, um, I feel like I'm, um, I'll see whenever he gets down or whenever things are not going right or quite well. And uh, I'm just more of that supportive mm. with him, really. I'm, and also, like I said, I'm kind of the devil's advocate, N not in a bad way, but playing out and asking all these scenarios and kind of making him think through things that he wouldn't otherwise be thinking about at all. Um, but we always tend to we always come to kind of the same place, which is really nice on in business <laughs> to come to the, be on the same level, not always doing this. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes that happens though. Or you just cannot. Yeah. Be. But yeah, um, I know when you guys first, you know, came for training and you were going to do the back office stuff, I think it really, it, it hit you like how much work there was and you run a, a bed and breakfast. You have, you know, kids and you have aspirations of your own. So I think I can see where he was like, want you to do a lot more because you're so capable and awesome at it. You were very quick study. You were, you were great at it. So I can see that, you know, you, you, you just hired a back office admin too, right? You did it for the first 
Yes. More than a year, right? Yes. Yes, I did. And, and I also was with Jesse on that. Not that it's unimportant, but once I learned everything and needed, I needed to know everything. I needed a handle on everything because, yeah, of course, as you know, it's your own, it's your, as an owner, anything can happen. And I've got to, I know I have to be able to step into that role at any moment <laughs> and be able to train for that role too. So I, I had to, I felt like I needed that control. And also for the first year, that was my thing. I knew I wanted to hire someone after the first year once I got it down myself. But also, like Jesse said, once you, you get, you can get so focused, which is what I do. I get so focused on these ta- these little, they're important tasks, but they become very, um, I don't know if the right word is menial, but they're just, you know, entering data, knowing where everything is, like just knowing where to go to find the information that you need or any of that. So once I got all that down, I felt like, yeah, time for a back office person. I feel I can train somebody and now I can step back and have, and kind of even be with Nathan more on, you know, looking at the bigger picture because yeah. you can get right. pretty bogged down with the, <laughs> all the little things. I hear you. So you guys had your own gutter business, Hebert Seamless Gutters for 12 years prior to this. How did that make you feel? What kind of, um, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, in our community that follow us on Instagram that might consider uh, becoming a brothers that just do gutters. But what goes into that? I mean, that's a family name business, 12 years. What was that like? Well, that part was, um, that part was hard. That emotional having to let go of some things that you had really built, spend a lot of years building. Um, and then the logo we had just, we had just branded, <laughs> we had just gotten all this stuff down. We were, I was, it was getting, it was becoming more and more streamlined and better and better and better as we went along. And so that was, that part was hard. I think and, the ink was still wet on your trailer when you signed with us. Kind <laughs> of. <laughs> it was, but um, but we're so glad that we did it. There was any kind of change for seems like as human beings, change is just hard for most people. Um, I, yeah, it was, it was difficult. And we also had, we have a lot of close, good friends, um, especially from our church that have also approached us about the real, you know, you, or have you guys really thought this through? This may not, this is a franchise. All those same things Jesse was saying. What are you going to be paying all these real, all that? You could do this yourself, Nathan. You know you can do this yourself. You know, they were, and, and um, Nathan, you know, he had really good responses. He was already so um, set on plugging into something that someone else had already figured out and not having to take another because once we he started thinking about this idea of growing and even we had thought about going to other cities and what that would look like and setting that up and um but the deeper we got into the thought process it was like oh gosh this is actually going to take a lot more than just our brains we're going to have to hire legal stuff we're going to have to hire a lot of <laughs> different brains to to make this happen and so um yeah it was 
it was a mm -hmm. really important step. It was just difficult. Oh, I'm sure. So you're 16 months in. Um, go ahead, Ken. Talk on uh, what she just said. The thing about brains, I, I think, is the reason why that Ryan and I chose this business model was because we we knew how hard it is just to just me and him being partners and having each other to lean on. Uh, and 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 we we hear the pain that you know we hear it in your voice and and, and people like your voice have. have gone down the path of going it alone and doing that. And then people coming to you. And we had those same naysayers too that said, you guys are crazy. You'll never be able to do that. Franchise a gutter business. No one's ever done that, you know, and, and all these things that come at you. And, uh, but you know, that's, what's awesome about the strategy and the format of franchising. I think a lot of people have a lot of misconceptions because there there's not any education, at least formally when it comes to franchising, you have to learn about it yourself and self-educate yourself on what exactly, what is it about? And I think once you get to that point, it really comes down to what you just said, Kara, is that, you know, imagine what all of us can do together. And, you know, the whole more brains are better than one is really what sums up when franchising is done properly. Uh, you can, when we all work together, which we're seeing right now in this country, that's something that's really <laughs> a foreign idea, right? right? But franchising really, when it's done right, and when it's done in a way that benefits everyone. And uh, I think that's the biggest thing that I think I got out of from what you said is that, you know, uh, trying to take and tackle on multiple cities and do those things, even Ryan and I, if it was just Ryan and I trying to tackle on multiple cities, there's no way. But with all of you, and, and all of us taking our knowledge that we have together. So I think that was really great that, um, what you said about that, because that's really what embodies the, the true nature of what franchising is all about is, is doing something great with everyone. Yeah. yeah. Finding so the right brain too. Got to find the right brains. Exactly. Oh yeah. Yes. Like the ones that will, can work together and be Not all brains are created equal. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so it seems that you, you had dreams for big things for the gutter business. You had the multiple city thing. It seems that, you know, when Nathan saw us, that this was a shortcut um, in a sense, not in the bad way where you're taking a shortcut. It's you've only got so much time on this earth. There's only so many years that you're young and can enjoy things that hopefully, I think it, it sounds like hopefully that by teaming up with the brothers that just do gutters, uh, you could achieve those things faster and kind of with a roadmap, right? Right. Yes, that, that was what made us more... The more we talked about it and researched it and looked into you guys and met you and found that we could trust you, um, then it just made it so much easier. Yeah. It, it was like a plug and plug and play a lot of it. So, yeah. which is what Nathan, like you're right. We we're getting older. It's not like we had a whole bunch of years that we wanted to just own a job. He really, really wanted to move into um, owning a company and not yeah. Dad, so. so you're 16 months in with the brothers at Just Two Gutters. Um, where's your business right now? How, how do you feel? You know, tell us about like where it is versus where it was just 16 months ago. Well, it's, it's becoming, it's surprisingly, I, I'm not even completely, Nathan's more on top of like the field general and everything. And we'll talk about it about once every week. <laughs> and um, he's like, well, 
we're set. We're on, we're on par to, to meet our goal this year, 1.6 million. So we're probably going to pass it up. And <laughs> I was like, well, there you go. It's working. So it, no, it's going really good. Uh, we've got a lot of the right people on our team that is making it um, successful. And then Nathan is actually a really good uh, leader of people. He is, so, definitely. Yeah. He, Natural. He, people are, are happy and good to, they feel good about following his dream with him. So that's great. So now as a couple, is this getting you closer to what you were hoping? What were you picturing? Like, all right, we've been doing this. And I remember, uh, specifically you saying, you know, I'm going to miss having coffee on the porch with my husband in the morning because you knew it was going to get harder and you were not going to have as much time together in the beginning of getting and scaling a business. There were things that you were enjoying. You were in a really sweet spot. I mean, you guys were not in trouble. You were doing well financially. He was able to spend mornings with you having coffee on the porch and then go out to work. Um, but you knew that was going to change. Is this getting you closer to the other side of whatever you pictured? Yes. No, we're, we're already, we're back to that point again. Now the, with the hires, the good hires that he's made for um, his side and the hires I've made for my side of things that, yeah, we're back to kind of back to that point again, but that, that we knew when we were doing it, the first year was going, we're, we're having to set aside and make some sacrifices for about a year. And then um, as long as it worked out the way we planned it, it, we would get back to that. So now wow. it's going And that's good. incredible because most people that go and start a business, they have that in mind that I'm going to have time and money. Um, but what, what the crazy reality is most of our friends, most of your peers that um, are an owner operator, I don't care, insert business there. They actually never actually achieve that in their lifetime. They work their entire life hoping to get that time and money and that's insane that within one year, and believe me, you know, and I'm sure we can go and, and make this podcast really long and talk about, it wasn't the easiest. I know it's, it's fairly plug and play, but you still have to deal with people and implement the systems. It's not easy, but you guys in 16 months are almost on the side that people never get to in their entire careers. That's impressive. Well, I don't, I don't, that's, surprising you tell me that i don't even know those things so <laughs> i just know i just know i do and knowing is sometimes we have to put these blinders on and just just move forward do what needs to be done well that's it, it you know you guys are you're an awesome awesome team and and the the two of you i cannot wait to see uh what crazy things that nathan thinks of that you have to uh get on board with and uh do together <laughs> <laughs> it's fun it's fun watching you guys awesome thanks Kara yeah. Beck you are up hey hey so what is your role in this business little sister <laughs> um you know it's changed I've gone through seasons um there was a season I mean like in the beginning it was just Jeremy and I think for oh, quite some time, you know, like we weren't as fast. We didn't have like exactly the, the, the whole systems in place where it was like, all right, do this, hire this person right away. Or, you know, 
we were much oh, for those of you so, oh so Beck, for those of um the people listening that don't know it um i just want them to know that we didn't start you guys it wasn't a franchise this was a partnership this was pre franchising this was basically us testing out the business model with jeremiah um and you volunteering for it so go ahead in, in 2010 yeah. 2010, yeah. five years before franchise. Yeah, so we, I knew that you guys always dreamed of that. And so it was kind of the perfect opportunity when Jeremy didn't really have a job because he's like coaching. I, it's just not the, it's not what I want for my family. I was like, okay, well, we're, we'll be a guinea pig and see how this goes, right? <laughs> so, um, so in the beginning, even like Jesse, when you were talking, I, I like forgot my role in the beginning. I remember being in this like tiny office. Well, we worked out of our house. We ran the gutters out of our house. We are, we built a shed. We parked our gutter truck in our neighborhood. <laughs> like, you know, it was literally our house. And I would write all the notes to everyone. Thank you notes. I like forgot that I did these things in the beginning. I'm like, I called to collect money and I'd have babies like, like sleeping and I would call people. I actually completely forgot because Jeremy is like on the roof, like when Kenny started on a roof, answering phone calls, the next appointment while he's installing gutters by himself, you know, it's like, and he would, I would ask him things like, are you getting the money from people? He's like, I need to call these people. So, you know, it was, I'd go in with the kids and we'd eat pizza in the office together and at night I'd try to do stuff but then you know he started hiring more and then I um I actually worked for two years for him to get the business up and running um and then I quit after I had my second baby and was able to he got the in two years he was able to I was able to quit my pharmaceutical sales job and it wasn't a big hit to us. Like it really didn't change our lifestyle. I could stay home. I knew I felt called to homeschool once they were of school age. Um, so I really was like kind of removed for several years and just um, like the supportive role, the sounding board kind of thing and try to kind of help teach him things that I learned while I was a pharmaceutical rep and management and how I was managed and stuff. It was like a great example. The company was, um, so, and then I guess once I was pregnant with my last two kids, I don't know, I've got four kids now with Ireland. I was really hands-on for, I guess like a solid, I don't know how long. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't know. It was about a year and a half once I had her. So, um, but that whole time I was coming in and, uh, one day a week, a full day, and I was doing all the meetings and, um, sales meeting marketing. Uh, I was there the morning of our crew leader meetings and would help Jeremiah lead those, um, newsletter stuff, you know, basically all the things he hates doing. <laughs> <laughs> were my strengths, you know, which I think is like, what's so beautiful about the wives being involved is, you know, my strengths were de are definitely not Jeremiah's. Um, and so I think we were a really good team in that sense. But then once I had Ireland, I sort of 
removed and was homeschooling more kids, um, it got harder for me to continue that role as far as like childcare and things like that. So right now I'm back to supportive, encouraging. What's changed? I mean, it's been, I mean, you've, you've seen it since Ken started this and then I got involved and then Jeremiah and now you're, um, we're 20 years down the road here. You guys are 10 years in with us. What have you seen that's changed? Hi, guys. Um, I mean, everything, I feel like, you know. Um, you guys have grown so much. It's just amazing to see something come from Kenny working for someone, installing gutters, dreaming of, I can do this by myself. It's not that hard, right? <laughs> Doing it, bringing you on, seeing that, and then even like us starting out and then seeing like, you know, Jesse and Jimmy come on, right? Like you guys, you know, we were kind of like with Jonathan. So, um, and seeing like your systems, how streamlined everything is. Um, I mean, you guys are so like have a system for everything, you know, which is amazing. And I think it's so incredibly helpful and important and, um, the support, like the team, like the overall team is huge and the support is big. The culture is incredible, you know, to see how it's evolved to what it's like now, you know, I mean, even in the beginning, it was Jeremy, like and you guys, yeah. right? It was just him or he'd call Jonathan and be like, how's it going? <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> and they're just like fumbling together. Um, to now, like he's on Brothers Gutters group chats and like the guys are all good friends, like all the guys across, like I hear him on the phone and he's with Luke and Georgia or talking to Josh and, or I don't know what, I forget which states they're in, but you know, or Jimmy and Jonathan, you know, it's like, that's just what's so awesome. Um, marketing, yeah. we did a marketing team back then, right? I was the marketing team. We were the marketing team. <laughs> You know, all those things, uh, the call center, I mean, that was not when we started. Um, yeah. So there's, it's just so much growth. What I hear you saying oh. that over this last 10 years is that, you know, from the time that it was just me and Ryan kind of supporting you and Jeremiah and your business, that uh, mm -hmm. after being in business for 10 years, uh, and now that you're removed from the business, from the outside kind of looking in into Jeremiah's business where you're standing is that you're saying that you're, you're seeing that the support has gotten even, even better because there's, it's not just support from Ryan and Ken anymore, but Jeremiah is uh, able to talk with so many other people now as well and, and get support in that, that sense of support. Yeah. One, yeah, completely. I mean, 100%. He is talking to multiple people within the company every single day. Um, and that's the other guys that are, that have their own franchises, you know? Um, so I think, and I think it's amazing for the new guys that are just coming on, like they have all of these other men and women to be like looking at and asking questions and like be encouraged by, cause it's tough in the beginning, you know, with anything and it's tough all throughout, but you know, I think, yeah, it's, it's the supports, the supports, um, 
something that people dream of having and they'll never get. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. Do you remember that? Um, and I can't remember the timeline. We were just talking about this with Jeremiah uh, on the last podcast, but do you remember coming out with me for sales ride alongs? I was teaching you how to yeah. do sales. You were going to move back to New York. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I was like, you know what? What am I doing in Lynchburg? I'm single. I don't, I'm not getting a husband anytime soon. So, you know, <laughs> Jeremiah is not making any bold, quick moves. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'll move back, Ryan. You're going to finish your basement. I'll sell. I can sell. I'll, I'll be the first female saleswoman for Brothers Gutters. And I was, I I was so gonna, excited about that. I know. I was, like, excited I, I, was so, I was actually disappointed, kind of secretly disappointed when – he, he was starting to make his move. I was like, here's this guy, you know, yeah. getting yeah. in the way of our sister coming back to New York to help us with our business, who's going to yeah. kill it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I was a little... I know. And it's so funny because went with Rye and, like, we went on, a, like, the call and I went for a whole day with you and trained and was like, okay. And then I ran into Jeremy and told him I was moving to New York and... The man just had a, needed a little fire under his butt, and I guess that was all he needed was that I was moving and made his move, and it never happened. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. What yeah, a cool – glad that it happened. It all worked out. Yeah. Nice. So let's open it back up. I'm just going to, um, you know, ask some, uh, some questions, and whoever, you know, just hop right in. Um, so as far as this business and where you guys are in your family life, like – Tell us about the flexibility. Are, are there things that you can do now that you weren't able to do um, if, the, if you're, you know, if you guys had regular nine to fives? What, what pops out? What, what has this done for your lifestyle? I mean, for one, we can go, we can go on vacation, right? Like we can, Jeremy can take 10 days off, like, you know, not just once a year, we can go on vacations, we can, um, you know, it's not just like, yeah, I only have this vacation time. I mean, you work as hard as you want, and you can figure it out. You have a team that can run the business when you're gone, you can, you can go and you can enjoy those things. Um, and I think on top of it, his success with the company allowed him to build our dream home, you know, like, that, that put, put in your plug right here, Beck. Where yeah, do we follow your, you on Instagram and everything? It's your Instagram. Oh, Modern Farmhouse Love. Um, modern underscore farmhouse underscore love. Um, yeah, and um, that's, I don't know, that's like incredible. So. And you guys are coming down to where in uh, July? Yeah, we're coming to Texas to see Kenny and his family and – Ryan, like all of us, we're all going to vacation together um, and do that. And it's, you know, it's a, it's a sacrifice up front. We knew up front it was going to be a lot of long hours, you know, it was a lot of me time by myself, like, you know, as a mom with little ones. But now, you know, you have that. Jeremy can, you know, our office is a mile down the road. He can run, get the guys started, run home, grab some lunch, you know, go back out, come meet the kids for, you know, a recital at school or whatever it is. Like 
there's so much, there's, there's just so much freedom. Does he literally run to work? Like, or does he get in the truck and go to work? He could run to work, but he doesn't. Yeah. Oh, nice. So, Je Jesse, same question. He's in good shape these days. Yeah. Yeah, he's looking good. Jesse, same question. Tell us about the flexibility. Yeah, the flexibility is, is crazy. So, I mean, Jimmy, Jimmy coming out of uh, Africa and having just this work ethic that he learned from his father and from other, you know, people in his life that just you, you get up early, you get up with the sun, you work, you work, you work, you work, you work. And until, until, you know, and you, you feed your family and you provide, and that's what you do. And so when he came here, he was like, nothing's going to get in his way. He's going to do all the work he needs to do to live the lifestyle. He, he always dreamed he could live. And so he always worked two jobs always. And so even when we got married, he was still working two full-time jobs. So he was working all day for brothers gutters and then going at night and doing overnight shifts uh, for a group home. So it was, I remember that Jesse clearly because when we were installing together, me and Jimmy back in the day, he would, when he slept was in between jobs in the, in the truck. Yeah. I always had to drive cause I was scared to death to let him drive. Cause I knew he. <laughs> it's scary to let him drive even when he's awake. <laughs> so, True. But that was, that is, that is my husband. And so when we started the business, it was like, I was never worried that, that he, you know, wouldn't work at it. I mean, so it was the same deal. Like I said before, like, like just going 90 miles, 90 miles an hour with our hair on fire, like crazed. And at some point we had to say like, hold on, <laughs> we got to hire people. And we did it pretty quickly, I'd say, but the first year or so was like huge sacrifices uh, by the time we were into our second year, we were, we were pregnant with our third. Um, so our first year I was two little ones at home, mostly by myself, trying to manage back office and then having a third. And then it, it just, it's like, wow. But now we're at the point where we really are coaches in our business. I mean, managers, but I mean, I feel like we're coaching our leaders and we're training them up and we're going to go on vacation next week. And we decided that like two weeks ago, <laughs> we were like, you know what? I want to go on vacation. Yeah, let's go on vacation. We're going to go. So, and, and I think the financial flexibility where, uh, before to, you, you always have to weigh out what kind of lifestyle do you want to live? And to what extent is it worth it to kill yourself working, you know, two jobs or three jobs or what, or do you work one and you reduce your, you know, and do you always live in this place of financial struggle and, you know, paycheck to paycheck. And we're in this place now of like financial security and it feels amazing. And we don't need like heaps and heaps of money, but we're comfortable and we're able to say, Hey, let's go on a vacation. And we've got people coming up in the company that we go, yeah, we don't necessarily need to take any more. We've got so much room for growth for other people in, in terms of, you know, all those things. So not only flexibility for ourselves, but even for our employees, you know, you get someone coming out of the field into management and they start to taste that bit of flexibility and it's, it's exciting to see. That's awesome. So I don't know if anyone's noticed, there's a theme uh, within the gutter industry. We have lots of kids. Babies. I mean, I tell you, most gutter guys have, I mean, a minimum three, four, six, seven. 
you just you meet a gutter guy they tell you they have eight kids and you're like yep of course you do i guess it's that slow season you know i don't know but for those of you guys that have uh kids what do you picture for them i know um you know cara you you've got you know children what do you picture down the road uh as is this a legacy business is where do you see them in this well, I'm for sure the two Carson's almost 18 now. He'll be 18 next month. And he is, um, I think gutters is all he wants to do for the rest of his life. So, <laughs> and he's actually pretty dy dynamic personality there. The boys are definitely going to, as far as I know, for sure, Carson will, he'll probably be, he's going to be trained up. Nathan's already saying he's going to make a great leader he just needs mm. to grow up a little longer, get some more maturity, and um, pro he'll probably move into a position of field management at some point. And then, oh. yeah, we do want a legacy. Um, that was one of the reasons why we got into it in the first place when Nathan, you know, he hurt his back real bad. And when you own a job, the, the money stops coming in and then... <laughs> then you're done for. But um, yeah, we wanted to have something of value that um, we could not either we could have a choice to do something with either sell it at some point or, you know, hand it over to the boys once and then it must be able to retire someday. And I always wondered, you know, being a wife of a self-employed person or people that where we owned our job, I always wondered how are we, when our kids get older, which they're older now, how are we going to pay for Anna's wedding? How are we going to buy them a car? Like we never had the funds just sitting there. It was always like a feast or famine type thing. And you had to save up during the feast to, to make it through the famine. And um, now we're, we're, we bought all three of our teenagers their first car and we're funding Anna's wedding right now headed for October. And it's not just breaking the bank. I'm like with J Jesse, I'm like, Oh my gosh, okay, we can do this. It's going to be okay. Because before I just was like, I don't know how this is ever going to happen. That's <laughs> amazing. That's until that, 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 the burden of it being all on you is being lifted and spread out on so many other people's shoulders that it has made it. Yeah. Wow. I love that. And I remember you brought it, Carson, he was 16 and you brought him to training. And I remember you saying that you were just surprised how engaged he was in the classroom training. And um, there was a spark in him even during as a 16 year old, you know, getting up at butt early to come to sit in a classroom, right? <laughs> yeah, as soon as he could get out of that teenager attitude thing, he was great. <laughs> He's starting to grow out of that. But yeah, they're, the boys are, Nathan has been a very hard worker all of his life too on the roof. Could not, people think he was, he was crazy coming down from uh, Canada to, to work on a roof in South Texas was, uh, that was rough on him. So, you, you know, it kind of gives me an idea of why his back might have gone out eventually because he was, he worked hard on that back. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. Uh, he, he passed on a really good work ethic to the boys. And, um, yeah, they're, they're going to grow up in the gutter industry. And it's really all they know and they're really comfortable with, but they really like it too. So, it's, you know, some, some boys don't want to have anything to do with their dads 
business. But mm. I'm kind of glad at least for sure one of them do. So <laughs> That's so great. So uh, awesome. Jesse or Rebecca, do you guys think about your kids and the role? And, and I know it's not just gutters. I mean, it's a big opportunity. There's management, there's marketing, there's all sorts of stuff that somebody can do. It's not just necessarily what picture, people picture just getting up on a roof and hanging a gutter. There's a lot more to be involved in with the business. But Jesse or Rebecca, any, any thoughts on your kids? Yeah, I don't know, Rebecca, you can chime in too, but I think we're kind of in the same boat in that like our kids are similar ages. They're on the younger side still. And so it's, it's hard to say what they will or will not want to do. But what I will say is that they have a different perspective on life than I had. I had two parents that didn't go to college, didn't have the opportunity to go to college, not, not the capability, but just not the opportunity. And I worked so hard just to make sure I could go to college, you know, earn myself scholarships. And I think Rebecca, you know, you have got a similar story, just busting butt to earn an athletic a scholarship. I had an academic scholarship, you know, just to make sure I could get to college and get that teaching degree. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm still proud that I, that I did that. And I'm happy that I did that. I don't have any regrets, but that was really the only thought process I had. And I think our kids are seeing something different. And Lucy sometimes says like, mommy, do I have to go to college? And I'm like, no, baby, you don't, you know, I mean, five years ago, I'm like, yeah, of course you have to go to college. Don't be dumb. But that's not the only path in life. And so sometimes Lucy, she's our oldest, she's eight. She'll be like, mommy, I think, what, I, what, what kind of business do I want to own when I'm older? Like that's the way she thinks because that's what she sees. So I just love that they get a different perspective. It doesn't necessarily have to look like elementary school, middle school, high school, college, get a job, you know, it doesn't have to look like that. If they want it to, great, but they, they can, they can see from all angles, which, or different angles, which is great. Yeah. I feel like so similar, Jesse, like, you know, crew loves going to work with daddy and Jesse, like Lucy, my girls are literally like, what our business that we're going to have, we're going to have a business called Zootopia and they're going to have a pet store named Zootopia, you know? And so it's just cool because to them, it's, it's the same thing. What business am I going to own? You know, not like, who am I going to work for? What business am I going to own? So, you know, I'm like, that's just the best. Agreed. So cool. So I know we've covered a lot today. Is there anything that you were like hoping that I asked you, but I asked somebody else? Do you guys want to share anything else as we wrap this up? Jesse, come on. I know I, you got stuff burning. <laughs> I know. I can never shut my big mouth, can I? Um, I, I do want to say that like, I think this world can be hard for women to navigate at times and you feel like you're getting torn in like, you know, at least two different directions, if not like sometimes 80 different directions. And I think the biggest thing that Jimmy and I just are so, so blessed to have gone down this road because you know what? The same goes for men. Men feel like I got to work. I got to work. I got to work. And where do you draw the line between uh, family and work? And how do you balance that out? And it's not easy. And so we started this business with two children. We now have four. And to think that we could balance this so 
nicely that I can still feel like I am a productive citizen, you know, and I'm not just stuck within these four walls, which is beautiful. Like there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, with being a stay at home mom, but it can be hard. You can feel like, what am I doing? You know? And so it's this neat balance of like this family owned business and we have kids in meetings and we have, you know, we, I like for the longest time, there was not a meeting that I was not nursing a baby. I just, you know, and it was, it, it's incredible. It's such a neat experience to be able to say, I am contributing and I am helping in this area with in our business and I can still raise my children and I can bring them to meetings and we go to a function where we're being recognized for you know fastest growing company and I've got a baby on my hip because guess what that's how we run our business and I don't really care if that's what the world says is acceptable or not that's how we do it so that's how I'm going to do it. And I think there's a reluctance just even in the world to be able to allow people some of that leeway. And we try to allow our people some of that leeway because it, it does work. It does work. It doesn't have to be completely like, this is family, this is work. You know, they should be able to meld in that way. And that's what business ownership and the flexibility of that has done for us. It's amazing. That's, that's awesome. Thanks, Jesse. That, that, uh, our, our kids are able to see a whole nother side of uh, a, diff a different path um, than what uh, typically is being taught out there. Uh, they can see that there's something else besides, you know, just going and working in a job somewhere. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, that's okay. But they're able to see that there's other options and that business ownership is something that something that they could do too, you know, just like mom and dad. So I think that's great. And another thing as far as uh, like the culture of it, like Jesse, when we went to New York for the meeting, like you were able to bring your baby, your newborn, you know, I remember I was really pregnant with Ireland, I think, yeah. but you know, before this, I worked for a fortune 500 company. And one of the things was if you had a baby, I could bring my baby to any meetings that I had to travel or fly to within that first year, you know, and like that was a huge selling point for a lot of people that like they respected like families and things like that. And this being a family run business, just yours, but as like a whole franchise, like still you're given those same like amazing benefits to be able to like come to corporate meetings and still bring your baby. And like, that's the culture that this company has. Um, and I think even for the women too, that, the business is so successful that even if we have to step in and out of seasons because of motherhood, we're able to do that. And my husband's business isn't like going to fall apart if, you know, I'm not equally there. You know what I'm saying? So I think that goes to show how successful the business is and the systems in place and, you know, the, all of it. That's so cool. With the rate everyone's having babies, I think at the conference this year, we have to charge an extra $100 a person to pay for childcare. We're going to have a, a room and babysitters and stuff for all the children. Kara, <laughs> any closing uh, thoughts? Well, I will not be cranking out any more babies. <laughs> Me neither, Kara. Me neither. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, no, just that um, it really works. 
it ends up it not that it you know it works on paper and it works in real life if you're willing to put everything that you need to do to make it work it so um it just really depends on the people and mm -hmm. finding the right people being the right person um and having um personality is really important it, i found that personality really plays a huge role in this whole thing people have you come across so many different kinds of people and um having the and the flexibility is amazing so i guess a question i have for you kara what do you think is the perfect personality or fit for what, what, what kind of person does somebody have to be if you were to describe that person in a couple a couple words or sentences what would that be what is that to you You've got to have a positive outlook on life, for one thing. You just have to be looking and seeing the good and also um, the ability to have self-control and to um, know, have the maturity to respond well to people. It's that personal responsibility is one of my big things these days. And it's so important. And just a lot of people have excuses for life instead of doing what it takes and making the choices and taking the action. It's just, I don't know. Maybe personality is not the right word, but it seems like the, Great. the Eeyore. Like follow, negative follow, follow, through. Yeah. follow through on what you commit to, right? Yes. Yes. Yep. That's great. Awesome. And being an energy giver. There are some people, personalities that just suck the energy out of everyone around them. That's just not going to work. <laughs> we call them takers. That's, that's the official title of that type of person. Takers. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. We well, want guys. We want givers, right? That's right. <laughs> this has been so much fun. I love that you guys were able to come on today. I hope that we can have you guys on again. Um, there's so much that when we're doing this, so many more questions and paths I, I just want to go down, but we got to keep it to five hours. So, um, no, but really appreciate you guys. You've been huge and instrumental uh, in your, your, your roles in the business, your, what you bring to the table. And we just thank you guys so much for being part of uh, everything that we're all doing here. Thanks for joining us and we hope you implement at least one or two nuggets from this episode that will give you the confidence to grow. Subscribe to our podcast to stay updated and grow with the bros.